Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cinema Swap, the podcast where we take a look at older movies and think, if this was made today, who would be the main characters? Uh, I'm your host, Chris, here with my two good friends, travel companions, and co-hosts, Sam. Hey. And Forrester. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Sam, you and I have traveled together before. Yeah, we did. We uh, we took a little road trip down to Kingston a couple of years ago. Yeah, a little St. Patrick's Day fun. roadie. Yeah, that was a that was a good time. Was a good and time. one of you was selling shower curtain rings, I presume. I was, but yeah. that was how I what I said to get into like the uh, the all girls dorm at Queens U. Uh, and after that, I didn't have any shower curtain rings to kind of provide, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lie, and they were like, "Where are your shower curtain rings?" And you're like. Uh, <laughs> uh it's, it's actually it's, a, it's actually uh moroccan ivory and it's a it's a wonderful earring yeah, yeah. i thought i thought that was one of the funniest scenes in the movie when he was just scamming people at the the bus station or whatever it was yeah. like <laughs> hey these are uh so- signed by all sorts of 80s tv yeah. celebrities <laughs> or whatever like oh it's, it's a thousand year old chinese yeah. artifact i mean it's obviously a replica <laughs> but you know five bucks <laughs> Set but, seven for two yeah i thought two that was seven. a very fun scene yeah. um man so planes trains and automobiles i had never seen this movie before last night yeah neither i, I know it's a classic but i just had never kind of come up i like john candy a lot i've seen a few john candy movies steve martin's always great uh and i just had never gotten around to checking this one out but i'm really glad i did because it was a really good movie a lot of heart a lot of heart in this movie too i mean near the end i do yeah. feel like this movie benefits very much from its ending insofar as like up until that point i mean there was some bonding but i would still probably murder dell <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> like, I kinda... I'm like you know it's not it's one of those things where if someone destroys something yours it's not enough for them just to show up with like a new one like that's not the whole reason it was broken. I'm not thanking you for like bringing me a new one. You should bring me a new one. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like that the entire movie, they're like on and off friendly because it doesn't get, it's not too cheesy or corny because it's like, oh, they're just becoming friends and then some other bad thing fucking happens and they go at each other again. And it's like, yeah, I mean, fair enough because they, they've only known each other for a day. So yeah, <laughs> they're not going to oh, live oh, yeah, and let go. A day and a few nights. <laughs> But no, I mean, I guess a couple nights. Here's the crazy thing. So this movie, the entire premise of this film, or at least half the premise of this film, totally fucked up because I, at the last like half of the movie is them trying to drive from St. Louis, Missouri, to Chicago, Illinois, which yeah. I Google mapped it as a four hour and 20 minute drive. Yeah, I, I actually, as soon as you said there was something wrong with it, I was like, how long does it take to get? Because it... Four and a half hours of traffic, right? <laughs> so, like, Even in they the had car to, that's they been burned. <laughs> if they leave, they leave in the evening or it's nighttime when they leave, and they switch. They switch drivers twice. They swap yeah. driving twice. They fall asleep. They make it seem like the drive from St. Louis to Chicago takes three days when it's just like literally from here to Toronto. It's the same fucking distance, and they also when they stop at the, the motel for the night. And then the next, you know, next morning they leave again and have to sit in the back of the transport truck. And he asks them how far it would be from there to Chicago. He goes, oh, about three hours. 
which means that entire night when they uh, switched drivers twice, um, you know, had all those accidents with the trucks and all that shit, they drove for one hour. Well, sorry, I just, I was like, you know what, how far is it just from Wichita where they had to, like, stay Kansas. over, right? Yeah. It's 10 hours, well, about 11 hours. Uh, that's that's doable. <laughs> Why yeah. wouldn't you have gotten in the car if you knew you had the just same rent a car? Like, yeah, I've I've done that in one fucking sitting. Like I I drove from here to uh, to Halifax in sixteen hours. Yeah, like, they make it seem like it's a two day fun. drive. They make it but, seem like it's a two day drive from St. Louis to Chicago when it's literally under five hours, and they wouldn't have needed a motel for the night. They could have just even if they left at midnight, they could have got there before fucking Dunkin' Donuts is open for breakfast. Like it's, <laughs> it's Donuts is always open for it's breakfast. It's a very good the commercials. <laughs> it, it, it's a great movie and, and it's a lot of fun, but it's just like that last bit where like, oh my God, all these hijinks and shit happening on this long drive back. It's like, this is a, such a short fucking drive. Fucking walk that. <laughs> yeah, um, well, the walk actually, I, I accidentally had it set to walk when I was on Google Maps. So it said it would have <laughs> taken three days. It would have taken three days to walk. Oh, there you go. But yeah. It was so crazy. I mean, anyway, we, I just wanted to mention that because it's completely fucked that the entire last half of the movie even happens. But, you know, the, it's a fun-ass movie. Um, great Kevin Bacon cameo yep. at the yeah. very beginning. Like, just is the other guy who catches it's his It's so cab. weird. I kept thinking that, I was like, I because I hadn't seen this in a little bit, and I was like, does he come back later on? I kept thinking he did because it seemed weird to have Kevin Bacon that just for no reason. But He's probably just on... He was probably just on set for another movie and they're like, hey, yeah. can we borrow you for this shot? Yeah, they're actually filming and like he just like walked on. He was actually trying to hail a taxi and they're like, oh, Kevin yeah. Bacon. <laughs> I love when he does get in the cab though, after he like gives yeah. a little salute to Steve Martin, which is like just such an asshole thing to do. He then just like, sl- he just like does like the quick like hands to the hair, slick it back. Like, okay, now to like look good and get him on real shit. And I feel like he definitely improvised that. Just like- yeah. 80s he's hair also, slick back. He's also only going like an hour away. Like he didn't really need no. a taxi. He's just like, <laughs> like oh, that's how I'm getting home, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I thought that was fun to see him. Um, man. Now this movie came in '87 when Steve Martin was probably early 30s. He looked pretty young in that. I mean, pretty I young, but no like he's he must have had he must have had white hair since he was 15, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Like he's just had it forever. Ghost. It's a great look. It's iconic, but it's like this funny. He's like, how? Y- I wonder when his hair changed from like black, black. Or, or brown to pretty much fucking white. Well, pro- it probably would have been like blonde if it, if no, it changed I that think quickly. He had black hair. No, I think it was like, dark, dark before. Yeah, oh. like in his yeah. early twenties or like old well, photos of Steve Martin. He's like, it's like dark hair. Yeah. But I wonder if that's dyed because normally, like, if you have dark hair, you you don't go stark white that quickly. Well, I don't know, but usually if you have blonde, you go a little bit gray. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. We yeah. got a picture of Steve Martin when he's probably eighteen with black hair, <laughs> and then we got a picture of him nineteen, just pure white, Anderson Fox. <laughs> yeah. Like seven years old then. <laughs> yeah, I was just like so. The, the two, really the only two characters in this movie, Steve Martin, John Candy. John yeah. Candy, like, fuck, I wish he, like, it's too bad he died because he would still be making such funny fucking movies. He'd be, so, like, uh, imagine just old John Candy yeah. in, like, today's he's, comedies. Like, he's, cause he's probably the same age as Steve Martin, so he would still be, you know, like, kind of early 70s like, or something. Yeah. God. Old I'm fat- picturing, like, a kind of like, like a Danny DeVito. 
just bit, way twice the size. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little more wholesome, like doing more wholesome content. Because I, I do think Danny DeVito is good, but he just portrays pretty chaotic characters. Yeah, well, John like, Candy is chaos. Senior. Are you kidding me? John Candy yeah. only plays chaotic characters. John, Uncle Buck, John Barf, yeah. uh, obviously, you know, Dell in this one. What he, um, Gus the, the yeah, but, but, but but they're but they're kind of good-hearted chaotic characters. What's yeah. The, whereas yeah, whereas Danny DeVito plays CD like true like CD chaotic. Yeah, character. fair enough. There's yeah. hold on. Isn't there one? What's the one with Dan Aykroyd and John Candy where? John oh, the Candy's great outdoors. It's the there great you go. outdoors. Yeah, where they do a little no. Room. Dan Aykroyd's sort of still a straight man because he plays like an, a 1980s business, like kind of douchey guy. But he is still the crazy one. John Candy's like, I just want a quiet time. <laughs> That's true. No, you're right. You're right. John Candy is the normal one in that, and yeah, Dan Aykroyd's just insane. But no, I mean, John Candy is the absolute goat, and just is so good at playing good-hearted, over the top accidentally obnoxious characters where he's yeah. just like so friendly and trying to be helpful that it's annoying and it's like okay man like chill but is so good like god oh, damn his um his, I, I call them dadisms like his little turns of phrases god, in this movie there's so many so many and they're so good like i stopped writing them down because there's too much to like try and squeeze like just get them down quick enough before he was on to the next one i was like oh shit He'll use like three or four different dadisms to describe one situation. Like just, I can't, I can't remember any of like force. Do you have any of them written down there? I wrote down one of them. Uh, we have more luck playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks. Yeah. Just stuff <laughs> like that. He'll rattle off like two or three or four or whatever in a span well, of that, a minute. That was where I gave up because he says that one. And then Steve Martin says like one thing and he immediately says like another two. And I was like, Oh, oh I can't. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I know pause exists, but you know I'm a busy man. I can't be pausing things. <laughs> no, I see what this movie, hour and a half. Yeah. yeah, get in, get out, get her done. Unlike Steve Martin going to Chicago, he did not get in and out or get her done. He got. <laughs> well, he did eventually the... get her done. <laughs> he eventually get her done. Man, it must be tough to work in Manhattan and have to commute to Chicago every night on a fucking plane. That's. Oh, he must have an apartment in the city. Every night, come home for the week. My uncle actually used to, like, you know, based in Toronto, but worked in New York, and had to. He'd be like three days up, like four days or four days down, three days up, kind of thing, and and commute back and forth all the damn time. Or, but yeah, so it definitely does happen. I thought about it when I was watching movies, like, oh, who the hell would work in New York and live in Chicago? It's like, well, actually, lots of people do that kind of shit, especially (laughs) especially in marketing and advertising and whatnot, because you go where the money is, honey probably a train that's quicker than flying <laughs> yeah but he's flying first class he's oh, got yeah, the cash he's got the home yeah. alone house well, he was you know? he wasn't playing first class <laughs> well he was supposed to yeah he has a first class ticket for coach <laughs> well, speaking of, speaking of traveling first class the taxi they take in wichita do <laughs> the braidwood i wrote that down too where i was like what the fuck is wrong with like this taxi <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean what's wrong it's got, with it it's what's right like it's, it's everything's right with it it's fucking rock and roll baby like, you can't even see so, out the back window because there's just shit hanging everywhere it's so funny you know what reminds me of is that guy who drives around fucking downtown ottawa with that annoying ass car <laughs> with all the lights and always blast music and tourists fucking love it but it's the dumbest thing in the world that car 
You know what I'm talking Chris, about, boys. Chris, yeah. he's just proud of his town, all right? You don't see that often these days. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should be proud of somebody else's town. <laughs> Fuck, it's so stupid. Um, but I like Doobie's taxi. I thought he was very fun, although kind of creep. I got kind of like kidnap vibes from him. He's like, which way are we going? He's like, I'm just taking you through the sights. It's like, he's taking yeah. you a back alley, man. First, like, <laughs> First time, I thought I'd show him around. Mm-hmm. I also don't know if you guys noticed, but in that first motel, the Braidwood there, uh, when they're sharing that room, right behind the headboard of the bed, there's two handprints on the wall. Did you guys notice that? When they're having no. their argument, they're standing. Yeah, there's two <laughs> handprints on the back on the back wall behind oh. the bed. And I said, that is a hilarious I, little bit of scene decoration. Nice little, yeah, scene yeah. decoration. Well, the scene decoration is pretty good overall in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Can Hotel has has a portrait photo of the inn owner playing an electric guitar with like sunglasses on. It's weird. <laughs> and then that guy's son, the redneck guy with the pickup truck, is the best character in the entire movie yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like i was i think laughing constantly for the entire like one or two minute scene that that guy was there like spitting out shaw juice and talking about how his wife pushed out baby sideways how tough she is like just the fucking nastiest dude in the world and maybe the funniest <laughs> character in the movie and it, it, it's not even like he's just like casually spitting out the like spitting he's like really he's having a hard time because it's like dribbling out of his shit he's not spitting it well it's just like which is just unreal like that was i was enjoying the movie and thought it was pretty funny because john kenny c martin always great and then that guy shows up it's like wow what an what a treat for this film because we didn't need this (laughs) it doesn't make like it doesn't do anything for the plot really except for that (laughs) the dog in the back of his truck is also really fucking funny It's the hostile, gonna bite your hand off dog hiding in the hay like a fucking alligator. It's a truck a gator or a pick up a dial. I don't know what the exact science word is for it, but <laughs> I'm sure our like, listeners know. Yeah, we have some zoological scientists, yeah. some zoologists. One more thing I was thinking, I was wondering why the movie was rated R for a lot of it because it's there's not a whole lot there's of. The- crazy stuff and then there comes a scene where steve martin drops 30 f-bombs yelling at the lady at the car rental stand like ah that's why it's rated r because they went over their limit on fox yeah. you know what here's the thing they had fucks to give and they gave them all and i thought i mean it's an ex- it's an amazing scene and one thing i'm really excited is to talk about uh who i picked to play that character and why i want them to play that character and, is, and specifically it's because of this scene or a couple, couple things, but like this scene is a big part of it. Um, also, the most 80s soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like the score what... of this movie is the most fucking 80s ever. It is a John but Hughes I, movie. Just but throwing I that think, out there. I think they did a really good job because they definitely like encapsulated the uh, rom-com feel to the soundtrack. And uh, <laughs> that's what this movie is. It's a rom-com. I don't know. It's, it's, no, 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 I get it. It follows the formula. Two people who don't like each other that are continually forced together that end up uh, eventually going home together. Yeah. And they, yes. And they should not have it, ended up together. Yeah. Like every rom-com this, where it's like, these people actually aren't this, good together. <laughs> but it's classic a, no, 80s rom-coms. No, Sam, I think the term it's an odd couple. It's an odd couple movie. 
because it's the, the same, same thing no no it's odd couple because it's two people who are opposites <laughs> yeah. it's you know so like you're not wrong in what you're saying but you're not I don't. I disagree. It's an odd cup. It's this classic I, odd couple. I, 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 could, I could see an odd couple, like, but there's, but there's I, I definitely, like the there's definitely, there's like definitely the like a, no, no, but there's <laughs> definitely, uh, and I'm gonna double down on this. Definitely like a romance movie. No. Okay. Yeah. Sam, no I'm just. I wonder if you're angling early based on who you picked. Yeah, he's, he's uh, to I might be. I might be. Uh, this well, is. I mean, this he is, did. Uh, they some did foreshadowing. Um, they did. They did spoon in the bed. He didn't have his hand between his ass cheeks. Yeah, so, those I mean, are that's... pillows. <laughs> and when and at the and at the end of the movie, when Steve Martin's feeling guilty about leaving John Candy on the the side of the road, uh, he has a flashback to that spooning moment, and he giggles. Yeah, you're, you know he what it giggles. is, Sam. If there was the right music over that montage, yes. If they did like romantic, thoughtful music, they have thoughtful music, but not romantic. Yeah. Fire, they do wherever <laughs> you are. But they do have they do have uplifting music at the end. And when I don't think that's Steve enough. Martin and his wife kiss, there's a weird shot of John Han- John Candy's hands in between their wrists. <laughs> yeah. Like he's thinking of hands. <laughs> you know what? I, mean, I, I okay. So I disagree with you, Sam. But I do like what you're saying, and I, I appreciate where you're coming from. And I do applaud. I do applaud your efforts. But like, man. Like I was saying this movie with the heart in this movie, because like by the end, you're right, Forrester, like it makes it more than just like a little a, a funny, quirky road but, trip movie. And it was funny because I, I was watching this with my fiance, and um I was gonna say that's neat that he can say that. It is, yeah, yeah. it's neat that it's yeah. brand new. Well, I mean, at time of release, it, it'll be a little bit older, but still pretty ancient. New. They'll be married ancient all right. Vegas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we still can't get to Vegas by the time this episode drops. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. not by flying, but you know, by planes, trains, and automobiles, maybe by just well, the latter two. I guess we just can't cross the border uh, legally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You never have to get to Vegas legally, Chris. You've never smuggled the body before. Come on, don't lie to us. <laughs> anyway, I was watching this with my fiance, and by the time we finished it, like that whole scene where Dell comes into the house afterwards, and like she was like, I, "I'm like, what do you think? Did you like it?" She goes, "I really liked it, but now I'm sad." and happy she's like why do i feel this way i'm like because it's a, it's a nice ending to the movie you know i'm also sad you know i mean it is a, it, they really it's still throw objectively in this, like, sad it is super sad like and they throw it they throw these details in at the very end so they don't even let you like kind of like come to grips with it throughout the film or like work through it with the characters like it'd be, it'd be better if they like brought it in three quarters of the way through so that they could see mark pretend he doesn't care and like knows about it and then at the end, be like, you know what? Come on back. Instead of like figuring it out last minute. I, I don't yeah. know. Also, it would you guys have figured that out? I wouldn't have figured it out. I figured it out right away. He carries around a picture of his wife. <laughs> yes. That's he a can't be thing. alive if he carries a photo of her everywhere. <laughs> okay. Good to know, Chris. <laughs> Listen, I mean, if, I carry if, a locket with you two in it all the time and. You're if you ever notice a picture of yourself in my wallet, start well, check around the corners. Just try like walking through walls and stuff just to see if I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I figured it out pretty quick because I mean they dropped the hands. He's like, when he said I haven't been home in years, I'm like, okay. He's either divorced or she's dead. Yeah. So I mean, I always assume maybe divorced. And I was like, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I find that the, the ending is like the thing that it does make this movie. 
but I agree with you, Chris, that it would have been nicer if they had maybe pushed that a little bit earlier on instead of like right at the end to be like, it's actually a really sad story. Cause I'd be like, eh, I'm okay. I'm home. I'm going home for Thanksgiving. Fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause it's like Steve, Steve Martin's character, Neil is a pretty big dick to him for most of the movie. And it would be, it would be believable that even if he found out about that, he'd be like, Oh man, sorry to hear that. That sucks. And then just kind of like not give a shit for half the movie or whatever. And then finally, like his, his heart grew three sizes bigger that day. And, yeah, or, uh, you know, I mean, this does sort of happen, but use um, Dell's character as like, I mean, that is the point is Dell's character is supposed to make Neil realize how much he misses his family and how much he shouldn't be working at home, like away from home all the time. But like, yeah. if you introduce that earlier, it would be like, Oh, Neil realizes how much he has and yeah. cares for it more. That's what happens right at the end, but it happens right at the end. <laughs> and what I don't get about it is like, so Dell's wife passed away years before this movie takes place. That's very sad. Why is he homeless because of that? No, he can't go home because it reminds him like, okay, that's what Holly he left said. it. And he was like, I can't look back now because. Okay. That's what Holly said too. And I, 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 I think that's probably the case, but I'm like, technically he could go back to well, his house if he wanted to, but yeah, yeah so, no, you're right. I think that is, I think that and, is the reason. Cause he's, he's, you know, he's a romantic. He's yeah. A lover, and while I, you know, <laughs> I agree that it's nice to be like, Hey, come for Thanksgiving. You're not alone. That scene between <laughs> Neil and his wife, I'm like, that's got to hurt so much. If I was Dell, I'd be like crying right then. Like, I don't think I could hold it together. <laughs> I've been literally homeless because I can't look back at that. And then seeing like a loving couple, I would be like, well, this shattered me. Thanks well, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> they're just lucky. They're just lucky that Dell didn't, I guess, switch it and flick in his head. And he didn't murder the entire family. Like, he didn't get set I mean, off by it and kill them all. It well, maybe that's part two. Yeah, it does end the movie pretty quickly. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Wraps it up real quick. Shovels, graves, and homicides. <laughs> there you go. That's... That's say, like bleach, uh, garbage bags, and cement. <laughs> <laughs> bleach, bleach, lion, garbage bags. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and here's, here's a tip, listeners. If you have to dispose of your body, buy your, your preparation stuff at separate stores. Always separate stores. You can't and, buy it all in one place. And if you do have to buy it in one place, buy a pack of gum too, so they don't they don't get suspicious. Shop. Uh, what what Chris is really saying is shop local. Don't go to the big box stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta you gotta pick and choose. I spread it yeah. out and get the scented garbage bags. Oh, for sure. You'll thank yes. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, lavender. Trust me. Mint. <laughs> yeah, mint. <laughs> and uh, if you ask the right. If you ask the right uh, bored-looking teenager at the Home Depot, they will be able to point you towards which shovels go through human bone easier than others. Yeah, yeah, really good service. Yeah, no, I mean they, yeah, they care. (laughs) They're there to help. Um, (laughs) Man, last thing I want to say before we get into the characters: the scene when they get pulled over by the cop, Dell is so fucking funny. And like it's so nonchalant when he's talking to the cop. He's like, Yeah, you know, I mean, the we don't have any work engages, but the radio no sounds yeah. great. Like, <laughs> you know what? How fast are we going now? Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. You'd know a lot better than we would. Like all the gauges. You know, I do think this is highway ready. <laughs> just 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 hammering home, like it's not my fault the gauge is melted. It's melted, yeah. that's not my fault. He is he is genuinely, I think that's one of the scenes where I was like, he is just like, it's funny, but he's also being like genuinely like just 
not annoying funny. Like, it's not funny because this terrible situation. It's funny because he's being, like, normal in that situation. <laughs> yeah, he's being he's being so chill. Yeah, like you're saying, Forrest, you're like, you think this vehicle is uh, safe for the highways? Yes, I do, officer. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, so, you know, so straight-faced. Oh, and good cuts. Cut away on that one. <laughs> I need yeah. to get my friend over things get cuts to, like, police station. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, they're so good. So, speaking of good together, we mentioned the names a bunch of times already. Um, but today we're going to be recasting the the two characters from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and that's Del Griffith, played by John Candy, and Neil Page, played by Steve Martin. And on that quick note, we are going to uh, take a break and be right back after the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, even though this will come out in the summertime. We're moving some stuff around. Right back after Turkey Day with uh, more cinema swapping action. Hey, everybody, we are back from the break. And before we get into our recasting, we have an interesting uh, planes, trains, automobiles, home alone crossover theory. Since the house that Neil's family lives in is the same house from home alone, but with a different colored front door, I think. Unless they don't change the paint in front well, door. in Chicago, who cares? I feel like it's a red door <laughs> in home alone. But here's the thing. Like I was saying... So this movie takes place or comes, you know, takes place in 1987. Home Alone's 1990 or yeah. 90, 91, something like that. I, yeah, so like I, I was saying earlier, when Dell sees Neil making out with his wife, something triggers in his head and he snaps and kills the whole family, right? That's why you don't have, there's no sequel to Planes, Trains, Automobiles because they've been wiped out. And then Dell goes on the run and he can't live with what he did. So he, he changes his name and he becomes... The Polka King. Hides hides like all serial killers yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And then a few yeah. years later, the McAllisters buy that house. And that's, how, and that's how they live it. On the Jeep because is the murder it's house. It's like a septuple murder. Yeah. <laughs> and then he briefly comes back into contact with the family in the house, helping Catherine O'Hara get back to oh. the house. And he's changed his name. It's the same person. But, uh, you know... That's how that's how they're connected. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a cute little moment where he's helping her, and he's just like thinking of uh, Neil, and it's just like this montage of his head. <laughs> yeah, he just gets glassy eyed a couple times, lights, and you know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we're pretty sure that is that is canonical. That is exactly. Yeah, prove the us way, wrong. You know, John Hughes. Yeah. If you're listening, let us know. Yeah, all John Hughes movies take place in the same universe. That probably is true. Yeah. I mean. Right? Why regular, not? Dude. Regular Earth. It's not like they're destroying things all the time where it'd be like noticeable. <laughs> no. Just a single motel in uh, St. Louis, I guess. I guess a few cars, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, that happens every day. The first character we're going to recast today out of the two of them uh, is Del Griffith. And in my new version of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, I have Del played by Danny McBride. <laughs> that's okay, excellent yeah that is very excellent that is that is a a very good choice chris thank you i think danny mcbride like i don't know if he's as legendary as john candy however he's he's big he's a big guy he's funny you know he off he often plays like loud and obnoxious characters and even when they're like kind of like eager they're still like very annoying and like kind of dumb and I think he'd be even funnier if he even kept his like kind of Southern accent that he 
that he has and like was just sort of this like charming loud boisterous like southern guy playing the same role i think it'd be so so funny i think he'd be hilarious and also like he is the perfect guy in like to to play straight man against because he is so like over the top and just improvises such crazy funny shit i think he'd be so good for this i i concur that is an excellent excellent choice i i struggled a lot with this one so i'm happy Mm -hmm. that you like came to that because i he does play that character and Mm -hmm. he is like he is a capable actor he like he Mm -hmm. obviously plays that character a lot that's what he's good at but he is capable of doing other things and having more of a range uh than people give him credit for so you can like I know you said maybe introduce the wife thing earlier, but I was like, I think you could really hit and it would explain all of his behavior. It's not like him just being a nice guy who's maybe a little bit like doesn't understand what he's doing. It's a guy intentionally kind of like trying to drive people away and it becomes so much sadder. Oh my God, Chris. Yeah, Yeah, I think Danny McBride would be a depressing fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah, well, it would have a lot more heart. It would have a lot of heart. Heart. (laughs) Heart. Also, oh, he's God. this really funny dude. I, and I also think all of the different sayings, all the dadisms would be very funny coming <laughs> yeah. out of him. Yeah, I think he'd be a little bit shoutier, but yeah. <laughs> a little bit. No, de- def- def- definitely a good choice. I'd be stoked on it. I'm excited to see who you, like who you're casting for Neil because like that's like, like Danny McBride, good in almost everything that he's in, but his uh, co-star is what's, what's really going to it's really gonna drive it. Yeah, and... people people often play off yeah. of Danny McBride's like craziness or or you know whatever he's doing, whether it's like yeah. this is the end or Tropic Thunder or yeah. uh, Kenny Powers fucking oh, like Eastbound and Down or I haven't seen the Righteous Gemstones yet, but I hear it's pretty good. Oh, um, it is very good. He's not as, I mean, he's he's still Danny McBride, yeah, but he's definitely like. Uh, is a different character. I was going to say Vice Principles is actually the one where he plays like a straight mm. man. Um, you know what? Don, Danny McBride also does a voiceover role in Grand Theft Auto 5. He's one of the radio DJs for like, <laughs> um, or no, he does a talk, a talk show on one of the radio stations where it's like this, like this shithead redneck, like moron character. Whereas his entire radio show is about like drinking beer and inseminating farm animals. And it's a it's a very You're funny. Yeah, no, I'm not done. Hey, it's a very funny radio. First Thanksgiving, but... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Danny McBride. That's my choice. Sam, give us your Dell. Oh, I bounced around for this with this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and I think. Uh, so originally, my dream team was uh, Kevin Hart and uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, uh, bad. Casting, Kevin casting, Hart casting, casting, casting the Rock is John Candy. Um, that would be because I like because I, 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 well, a oh. they did they did actually play these roles in Central Intelligence, which was fine, very good, very well done, which was fine. But but I decided I decided against it, even though that movie was uh, ten out of ten excellence. Uh, We're gonna have to cut you out of the fucking podcast. You say one more word about that fucking movie. <laughs> 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 but I uh, I finally landed on Kevin James. Yeah, that's a good yeah. pick. Yeah. I hope I hope I... you didn't pick Adam Sandler for Neil because that would be that's, bad that's of you. I think I, I think I kind of have to him or like David Spade. David Spade. Spade. <laughs> that's a I, better see, Neil. I don't know if you did pick David Spade, but I could see David Spade. But anyway, 
Kevin James yeah. for sure. I could see that's a good pick. Like he is a pretty funny guy. Like yeah. a lot of the Adam Sandler crew really shine when they're not around Adam Sandler and they're like doing their own thing. And Adam yeah, Sandler is sure. great as well. And like can actually act really fucking hard if he wants to. Like people see that and stuff like uncut gems, you know, where people were saying you should have got like Oscar nominations for that. Um, so yeah, Kevin James is, is great. He's definitely the right type of dude. He's a, he's a John Candy light almost, you know? Yeah. So I, I yeah, like, like, I like that pick. I like, I kind of see it as like, a little bit of King of Queens, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of pop art. Huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, these are, these are the guys who are just like, they do like, they make a fuck ton of money doing some pretty dopey fucking movies, but like, they also make a fuck ton of money. So they don't give a shit what we think about their dopey Who's movies. Who's the real idiot? Yeah, who, yeah, we're the idiots <laughs> doing this for free. They're all like fucking almost billionaires. So like God, I would be yeah. happy to be in a stupid Adam Sandler vacation comedy movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> heck, I I'll be in anything, you know, hardcore, softcore, whatever. Just give yeah. me a vacation. As long as Kevin James is there. <laughs> yeah, as long as Kevin James is there. <laughs> no, I like I like that. That's fun, actually. Sam, I didn't even think about him, but I King Queens is actually yeah. like a fairly funny show. Like it's obviously older, older sitcom. Yeah. But like, I remember my cousins used to watch that a lot. So whenever I was at their house, they usually have it on TV, and I'd watch a number of episodes with them. And I always thought it was, I always thought it was pretty good. It underrated, I think. I, yeah. I was underrated. Say, show. I used to watch that a lot too, and I'm just trying to place. I was like, why, when, I, why was Forrester at that age watching King of Queens? I don't I, understand I, it. I, I watched a lot of it, and that's because like it was on Channel Forty. 40- seven on peach on peach tree tv a lot so like whatever whatever whenever you get home from school it would just be like Mm. uh whenever you get home from high school in like the the mid millennia uh it would just be a lot of 90s sitcoms on yeah well even i mean king of queens is like kind of early 2000s right it wasn't i thought it was late late 90s early 2000s i think i probably finished in like 2004 maybe anyway kevin james kevin james is a fun pick I think he'd also is he having the mustache? He has to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think essential. my Danny McBride. But I think he's yeah, at I least would, a mustache, maybe a full Danny McBride goatee for my pick, but he's got at least a mustache for sure. But I'd I'd say he's probably so uh I don't know when he shaved his head, but he did, and it's in his new Netflix series that he's bald. because well, he plays a neo-Nazi in some movie he did recently. That's why he shaved his head. <laughs> oh, no, no. This, really? Yeah. No, because he, 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 he plays... That's so in, in, his net, in, his net, in his Netflix show, he plays some, uh, like, NASCAR uh, mechanic team. Okay. Thing. Well, he was just and in yeah, a more serious movie where he plays those, a skinhead. Those could be the so, same uh-huh. movie. It, would it be could be the same movie. Could. I think they yeah. could be the yeah. same movie. <laughs> I feel like maybe some Nazis like uh, NASCAR. Yeah, just, I mean, who doesn't like NASCAR? Yeah, it brings us all together. That's right. That's what's going to heal this fractured world. Yeah. I mean, you're going not allowed. A circle. I was going to say they're not allowed Confederate yeah. flags anymore. So there you go. Well, I I think yeah. that like NASCAR, NASCAR, I think does uh, is progressive because it keeps telling people to turn left. That's right. To turn left. Keep pushing <laughs> left. Keep left. Push yeah. left. Yeah. <gasps> Conspiracy yeah. theory. <laughs> it's, it's progressive. They and they banned the Confederate flag at NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, you know, yeah. Progressive. They, they have or any other sports. <laughs> they're turning they have, left. They have a black driver. So there <laughs> hey. you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, they they might. There might be more. I don't than watch one. enough NASCAR to be no, honest. No, I mean we don't know enough about this. This is just stuff we saw on Twitter, um, which is the news. But uh, yeah, that's how that works. Oh, Kevin James, great pick, Sam. Forrester, tell us you picked by Dell. Oh man, I like that you mentioned Kevin Hart because I briefly was like, maybe Kevin Hart for this. He could be very fun. But I like Dell being like big, mm-hmm. big like, loud. Yeah, yeah, he has to be fairly oh, big. It doesn't have to be I, huge. I, I, I also want to. Cl- I also want to clarify. If I casted this, it would have been. The Rock is Dell. Yeah, as Dell. Which yeah. I hate, but, and I'm so happy you didn't do that. Yeah, The look, Rock will never be, be as funny as John Candy, and that would just be, like, a worse movie, trying to place John Candy with The Rock. Yeah, that's true. Also, like, I like The Rock, but, like, trying to rest, like, yeah, you're not over pulling over The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just like, keep driving, sir. I noticed that your car doesn't have a roof. Is it because you can't fit into normal vehicles, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I was thinking, I was like, maybe Kevin Hart. Uh, I almost cast Sean William Scott. I like him for Dummy with the Heart. Mm-hmm. Great cat. Well, we watched uh, Goon recently. I know. So. I, I had him in my back of my head for the, because of that. But uh, what kind of drove this was who I picked for Neil. So I didn't go with Sean William Scott. I went with Jack Black instead because I was like, oh, was he, was he was on my radar. Lovable, mm-hmm. yeah. somewhat obnoxious. Uh, he, was, almost, he was my first thought when I, I was, uh, thought about yeah. this. Okay, so my first thought was Nick Frost, and I was so close. He was my oh, second I, thought when I thought about this. Nick, Nick, no, Nick. So Nick Frost was my first thought, and Jack Black was my second. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, my list. there you go. One and two. Clearly, yeah. I'm on the right uh, train, mm-hmm. plane, yeah. automobile. Uh, <laughs> right track. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so I mean, I, you guys know why, but for the listeners, it just, it's, if you need someone who can be kind of obnoxious, but in a very lovable way where you you, you hate him, but you don't quite hate him enough, that is Jack Black. Uh, also, he does like stumbly falls very well. That's his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is capable of doing like sad as well, like a little bit more depth to it. For some reason, I was thinking of the holiday. The tragic backstories. Even though the holiday is not tragic. It's not uh, really all that funny, but he plays really genuine, nice character. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what he does. Um, I mean, even in Tropic Thunder, he plays a character who's like struggling with a heroin addiction. And I mean, it's not <laughs> hidden. Nice character. It's not hidden at all. But he like, <laughs> by the end of the movie, he's like trying not to be a complete, you know, junkie shithead. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, feels bad about his life. So he got heart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or Nacho Libre. <laughs> School of Rock. Yeah, exactly. Long School of Rock. Yeah, no, look, he's been in lots of things. Mm-hmm. He does nice and kind of a dummy very well. Oh, and for enthusiastic, sure. like way too enthusiastic about everything. And imagine him doing like weird like singing. That's, oh. come on. Oh, yeah. Singing on the fucking bus, such a weird scene. He would do singing uh, the mess around theme song. Like mess around, he would just be like, mess around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it's perfect for him. I was like, I think that's a good role for him. A little bit older, but honestly, these characters have no real age to them. One of them has three kids at least. So yeah. there, he has to be a certain age. You gotta be at least like 16 to have three kids. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. That... Like technically. Sorry, yeah. I mean, what about twins, Chris? Triplets. <laughs> three yeah, kids of different ages. Enough. Three yeah, kids of yeah, different ages. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I like that pick a lot. And obviously me and Sam both thought of him as well. I I think I didn't choose Jack Black just because he's like a little shorter. And I just like picturing John Candy, just this like giant dude. 
And like, yeah. there's nothing. I didn't need to have that stick in my mind as a reason to not pick him. But then I thought of Daniel Bryan. Like, I know I like I like that. But like, yeah, Jack Black definitely an excellent pick. And I think all three of these guys very good at like ad libbing stuff for a lot of these scenes. Because like, I can't imagine the scene where they're in, in lying in the same bed together and he's like making all those noises. I can't imagine that was scripted. <laughs> it must have just said noises and then. John Candy whips out two minutes of just like the most obnoxious, disgusting fucking noises you ever heard. This entire movie just has characters that make gross mouth noises. Yeah. The casting for this was like, do you have any special talents that involve making gross mouth noises? It would be like an ASMR nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah, no, great pick. So next up, we'll talk about who we picked for Neil, the, uh, the, the straight man of this, uh, this odd couple. And I went with John Krasinski. Oh. I think he can play, like, he's, first of all, John Krasinski is a charming, funny guy. He, but he, like, same about his biggest thing, The Office, right? He plays a straight man next to, like, Dwight's weird goofiness and Michael's over-the-top insanity. And so if you kind of combine those characters, you have Adele type, and then John Krasinski's just there. And, like, he could also be little bit more of like a stick up the butt you know business type like he's he's a he's a good looking dude he looked good in that suit i also really want to see him swear at that car rental lady i want to see john krasinski say like give me a fucking car fuck you like 30 times in a row to that lady i think it'd be so funny but the same thing is like when he's like actors who are like great actors you like them up they don't swear a lot when they finally get in a role where they're just like cussing up a storm like if you saw chris evans do that it would be Sir just as like, <laughs> sorry, Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Swearing Gandalf. But I think John Krasinski would be so fun. Just like swearing his brains out at the car rental counter. And, and just for the rest of the movie as well. I think he'd be, I think him and Danny McBride would have a lot of fun. And oh, there would be a, the bloopers for this movie would be as good as the movie. It's such a weird mix. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I was thinking specifically like John Krasinski from like Leatherheads, where he's not like he's a straight man, but that's when he I'd be like, that's probably him as most charming, but still like straight lace. So seeing them snap, yeah, and also John Krasinski swearing seems weird to me, but that's the point. I think he probably swears in thirteen hours, but uh, that's that's more of an action war movie anyway. I don't know. He plays <laughs> he plays a. Uh... I don't know if it was a Navy SEAL or something, but it's about the whole Benghazi thing yeah. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like him and the guy who plays uh, Pam's old fiance are Navy SEAL buddies and they're fucking jacked and yeah. they shoot up a bunch of terrorists. It's, it's interesting. Was the casting for that scene. Are yeah, they it's, it's in real like, life? They must be. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, John Krasinski, well, I mean, he's also like, he's Jack Ryan now for the Amazon TV shows. Like, he does action stuff, good, um, which yeah. is not an action movie, but like, He's a, he's a good actor. He's he's definitely like funny, um, but can play again. He can play next to these like kind of funnier, louder, crazier characters really well. Yeah, without not yeah. being with not being like purely straight. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He still has like, fun the Neil with, Page character still has to pull faces and be like, oh, like overact a little bit. So that's yeah, and, and a little bit of the physical comedy is only him sliding down the hill almost onto the yeah. highway, like. <laughs> Steve Martin does a lot of like fall downs and different stuff. And a lot of the faces he pulls are, are very funny. So I, I think, uh, I think JK would, would knock it out of the park. Yeah. I like it. Look yeah. At, I chipped that. 
ship it. Also, him and ship Danny McBride is it. a very funny pair. Yeah. Uh, Sam, who do you pick to play Neil? So, I, I again, I bounced around with this a lot. Um, my, my very, very first thought, uh, and this came with the opening, the opening scene where, uh, or I guess like slightly after the opening scene where Steve Martin is running to find a taxi, um, reminded me a lot of Hal from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. And then I immediately thought Brian Cranston. Uh, as the movie went on, though, I, oh. you know, I still like Brian Cranston for the role, but uh, but I actually decided to go with uh, with Jason Bateman. Because <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to see him do that airport Damn. scene where he's I was fucking... So- so close to yeah. calling Jason that. Like, Jason Bateman was my first choice actually and yeah. then I thought it would be too close to I, I cast him recently for something else I thought it would be too close of a of a pick for me so that's the only reason I'm gonna go with Jason Bateman Sam, but I legit, love that pick Sam when you were like Brian can't like Cranston but then I was thinking I was like oh he's gonna go for Jason Bateman it just like I was like obviously I was literally <laughs> looking at the name on my screen being like yeah. maybe and I was like I feel like it does seem like an obvious choice when you need, you know, that business guy, right? Yeah. A business guy who doesn't care, but then learns yeah. to care. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, like the change. I also, I also for a little while had, was considering Eugene Levy and, and get, go back to that uh, second city crew. Cause he would be, he'd be really good, but I think it like, it's a little too he's, close he's a, to home for Schitt's Creek. I think he's a little, I th- I think, also, I think he's a little old. He's a little ah. old to have like children. Children. I was thinking like, more infants. like Pratt Falls who, might not work so well. Who cares if he's if he's if, if he's if he's working out of the city? Like he could, you know. The, the, Maybe this is his no, second there, there's, family. There's, there's, there's really there's really no age limit for when a guy can can and cannot I think start. Seventy is usually the cutoff. <laughs> yeah, there actually is an age limit. <laughs> it's just dust at a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, 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 weird like, mouth noises. I like yeah. Brian Cranston a lot as an honorable mention, honestly. Like, I thought you were going to go with that. I'm like, oh, great pick, Brian Cranston. Yeah. But no, you're right. Uh, Jason Bateman, like, killer pick. And almost like the the thing you think, the choice you think of immediately. Yeah. I mean, the choice I thought of immediately. I, I don't see the obvious choice, like, to, like, downplay your, your pick. But it, it's like, who do you think for this role? They're offering Jason yeah. Bateman first. And then if he doesn't take it, then they, they get auditions. Yeah, absolutely. And I did have him, like, he was in my list. And up until, like, we started recording, I had a list of, like, four. And I just kind of, like, decided. It was the first person I thought of. It was yeah. not Jason Bateman, but I went with the first person I thought of. Jason Bateman was, like, maybe a Ooh. third person that I thought of. Um, That's exciting. Who was the first person you thought yeah, of? Yeah, Forrester, tell us who you Okay, yeah, hold first on. I got, of. I want to do the the four picks, and I'll lead down so we can draw this okay. out a little bit longer. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jason Drum Bateman roll. was kind of the third one. Paul Rudd briefly because I was like likable. Okay, yeah. He can do straight man very well. He can also do exasperate. But I was like maybe he's too funny, too high energy next to Jack Black. It's hard to say. Uh, Chris Rock I almost picked because he plays straight man now and he does it so well. Like he's such yeah. a good actor, yeah. unbelievable. But I was like, mm, I it, seeing him swear just seems normal. It doesn't have that same rage that it could. Um, and I mentioned Nick Frost earlier. But I went with Simon Pegg because I was like, <laughs> and also specifically, yeah. I am okay with him doing his like his actual accent. But when he does an American accent, he keeps it like he comes off like a normal, like very cardboard. Wait, you thinking of like man. his character in The Boys? Yeah, like uh, um, Huey's dad. Oh, that's a good example. That wasn't yeah. the one I was thinking of. There's another one. I can't remember what movie it is, but he plays 
He has just was it the normal... was it the alien one? Uh, Paul. Paul. That movie fucking sucked. No, because he yeah. has the British accent in that one. This one's Does literally he? one where oh. he has an Still American. Sucks. He does he an American doesn't accent. That didn't register. <laughs> <laughs> he has an American accent all the way through, and it's like it makes him look very cardboard. It makes him feel hmm. like stiff business guy. Yeah. So either I, way, yeah. Um, no, it's also, a great, that's a good pick. I was so yeah. close to casting Nick Frost and Simon Pegg being like, this is a good movie for them to do their thing. I almost yeah. cast Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel. Like, like I love you, man. But then reversed it where Jason Siegel would have been Neil and Paul Rudd would have been Dell. <laughs> Paul Rudd with the mustache, yes. But I think Jason Siegel, like, losing his shit, it would have been, like, kind of forgetting Sarah Marshall-ish, like, that same char- yeah. character. Yeah. But I'm like, I didn't love it, so I didn't choose him. But, like, I get where you're going with the Nick Frost. Yeah. Like, just the, the gruesome I, twosomes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I briefly thought of uh, Zach Galifianakis for, for mm-hmm. Dell and then quickly moved on because that would have just been due date. It would have yeah, been due was date. That's like, what I was just thinking. Yeah. If you had Robert Day and Junior Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> yeah. it just, because I saw a due date years ago because like coming yeah. off of like enjoying Iron Man and original hangovers, they make due date. I'm like, this should be a fucking good movie. I think it was a pretty good movie, actually. Yeah. Um, And I like a see. sort of pretty much just this exact same story, except it's slightly different thing but it was planes trains automobiles except going to a baby's birth and pouring ashes off the grand canyon but like they they remade (laughs) it as as due date so i i almost considered just like casting rdj and uh, i i'm so happy "Ah." neither of you did that because i was like somebody's gonna do it maybe accidentally but somebody's gonna do it (laughs) well zach galifianakis is a good pick for dell as well yeah except i mean he's more he's he's too erratic yeah, like, he's a little too he's weird crazy, sometimes. But he's not crazy, like, lovable crazy. He's crazy as in, like, this guy might stab me at some moments. <laughs> well, he's, he's, funny, he's, he's a little also... too, like, uh, like uh, wolf t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, John Candy's, John Candy's characters are, for the most part, like, folksy, like, down-home, like, wisdom, chill. Yeah, crazy just, like, uncle. King. Yeah, just a fun, a fun uncle. A funkle, yeah. as it were. Yeah, um, Zach Galifianakis and, is the uncle that you don't really get to see all that often, and there's reasons for it. Yeah, <laughs> he seems he's fun as a crunk. kid, he's, and he's, as an adult, you're like, oh wait, he's he's, he's 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 not the funkle, he's the crunkle. He's the That's one right. that may have been in prison for your early life. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh right, Simon Pegg, Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, Simon Pegg, Jack Black. That's yeah, because like this way, this way, Simon Pegg can also keep the accent if he wants to, and it's not like. It doesn't feel that out of place. If I had Nick Frost yeah. and Simon Pegg both in the like U.S. with their accents, it would be weird, right? Yeah, I was like, what's the what's the odds that two English guys both working in the U.S. ran each other? It's like for Thanksgiving weekend, they probably wouldn't even celebrate because English don't have Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like the thought of that, but I don't want them to bring up that they're both from the U.K. Like, ever touch on that? <laughs> just like never both both be English, just like maybe not even touch about why he's celebrating thanksgiving just like fair enough it well, just is anyways this way i don't have to worry about that jack black's the american yeah. simon Pegg can be whatever he wants and it still makes sense like if you lived and worked in the u.s you might th- celebrate thanksgiving he has three kids for christ's sakes like yeah yeah no that, that's fair three um, presumably american kids <laughs> or they're from mongolia yeah <laughs> mongolian adopted child children they actually went to guatemala to give birth yeah oh, okay yeah. that makes sense oh 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 sorry this just reminded me of something chris you said a while back uh john krasinski swearing at the rental lady you said 
swearing at that lady and i was like it's the same lady just recast that same actor. Oh, yeah, she'll be old. much older yeah. but it will be fucking hilarious just to have like john since he's swearing at like a sweet old lady <laughs> yeah and then she swears at him back yeah exactly you're yeah. fucked, fucked. <laughs> and it's a great scene and i think i had maybe seen that scene before in like clips or something like that because like, i've seen parts of this movie here and there but never seen never seen the full thing until the other day but it is like an iconic scene, I think, too, because like it, the movie earns its R rating with yeah, that. that they use it is the, actually the whole reason it has an R rating. Yeah, otherwise it would be PG thirteen. They say they, sh- they say shit a couple times, but you know, I think you get away with that back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no boobs. There's no violence. Yeah, so that's the other thing. Is mine would have wall to wall boobs. Yeah, well, you would see like the why, hotel they stay in is the back of a strip club or something. You would see why the handprints are behind the bed in that first motel. <laughs> Exactly. And that would be like, half the movie. This is a sex scene. Yeah, yeah, perfect. There we go. But I think I improved it, right? That's how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we, we get we only get that romance movie. The movie, uh, the romance movie I was looking for. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, romance, <laughs> true love. <laughs> yeah, just dirty motel yeah, fucking yeah. for twenty five dollars uh, every fifteen minutes. <laughs> for for seventeen dollars and a watch. Yeah, there you go. Seventeen dollars and I get to watch. Lovely casting. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So that'll that'll wrap up our recasting there, boys. So let's uh, quickly go through our lists again. They're a little, you know, a little shorter this week because it's a nice movie, two characters, very simple to decide who we're gonna recast. I like that sometimes when you don't have to like think through like five different people who's like, okay, who should we talk about? There's literally just like two characters or 99% of this movie. Great, easy, makes our jobs very simple. Um, so yeah. We'll uh, re- go through our lists again and then let each other know if our new movies are as good, better, or worse than the original. Uh, so I had Dell played by Danny McBride and John Krasinski played by, or Neil played by John Krasinski. John Krasinski played by Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I mean, the original is very good and it's hard to like really capture that because both of those actors are. They're very good at playing those characters. Like, yeah, this movie wasn't necessarily made. Well, it was probably made for them, to be honest. Uh, But they also made this movie. However, I think I'm going to say as good. I think I would enjoy it a lot. Um, I think Danny McBride is so over the top. Like John Candy in this is over the top, but it it almost feels too real at moments. That makes you want to fucking strangle him. (laughs) He takes off his shoes and socks and like airplane. Oh yeah, like, so nasty, bastard! Like it made me hate him. Versus Visceral. David Bride doing that is like so over the top and ridiculous. It never feels like fully real. It feels like an act put on, which I think works better with this guy trying to like avoid. Yeah, he's he's a little bit broken inside. So I like that a lot. Actually, I'm gonna say as good. I don't think it's gonna be better, but that's because oh, that know, makes this sense. Movie was made See, written for certain people. Yeah. I, I'm on the fence about the Danny McBride choice. I think it's good. Probably is. I love the John Krasinski choice, and yeah. and, for, and and for for that reason, I'm gonna say better. Like I, wow. I All right, so we're, some, we're, we're we're giving some John Krasinski some big shoes to fill, and if he can pull yeah. it off, no, then he can pull it off. So yeah. I appreciate that, Sam. Appreciate that. Very nice of you. Forrest, I can be nice every once in a while. Yeah, Sam's a good friend, yeah. Forrester. What have you done for me recently? 
Oh, you took my engagement photos? <laughs> yeah, I, like, uh, I evidenced your my proposal. proposal. God, what, yeah. a, what a fucking shit show that was. <laughs> yeah, it turned out fine. Yeah, it turned out fine. I, I, I mean, I, okay. So Do listen, you want to share? Not to derail the podcast, but no, 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 tell, no, me, okay. tell so me more. We, I, bought, I bought the ring and then I wasn't sure what I was going to do, what the plan was. I, was doing, I had the ring, so I'm like, okay, I have it so I can do when i want to figure out a plan and then i came home from the store that day and you know my holly Holly was here and like hey i just went to the uh, jewelry store i bought you an engagement ring she goes did you like nah i'm just fucking with you i was kind of messing her head all day like maybe i bought it maybe i didn't so she didn't know if i like had it had it or not just as just being a dickling um and then but she was like yeah she almost found it in a cupboard (laughs) because she's like she guessed where i hit it so i had to move it yeah (laughs) she's gonna look in that cupboard like don't look there there's nothing there to look at um so i had to move it and then like she i mean we had been talking about it for a while anyway so it's not like a surprise uh yeah. for her so then um we go to the beach uh with forrester and, and jenna uh the day after that and i didn't notice but she like put on earrings put on lip gloss and everything like just like put a bit of extra <laughs> effort in because she assumed i was gonna propose to her at the beach and that she wanted to look good for the photos and I didn't think of that, even though it would have been a good idea. So she was like, you didn't bring it? I'm like, no, but that would have been smart. So when yeah, we so after that didn't happen, she's like, okay, he doesn't have a ring. He was just fucking with me because what idiot wouldn't take that chance? Yeah, <laughs> who would miss that opportunity? And then we come back to the apartment to get ready to go out for dinner. We're going to go to like a, a, a patio um, down by the lake, down by Dow's Lake there. Uh, so as she's like, changing um i run grab it put it in my put it in my like saddlebag because we're biking down there and then uh at the bar i went in i showed the bar manager's a buddy of mine I'm like hey i got this for holly um do you guys have prosecco or like champagne or anything he's like, yeah we got some i'm like he's like what do you want I'm like uh, a bottle i guess he's like when do you want i'm like oh, i don't know man he's like well let me know because he's busy making drinks for the busy ass restaurant <laughs> and then i'm like okay okay um she's going to the bathroom bring it out now bring it out now so they brought the bottle out and then i'm sitting there with forrester like oh fuck like this is happening i got a bottle of champagne here she's gonna know what's happening i better fucking do this so i like you know brought it out and then she sat down i showed her the ring and i mumbled some words at her i'm pretty sure she said yes this is this is my favorite part and i think the (laughs) best part of this maybe not the best part because you know i guess there's a proposal somewhere in there but it was a normal bar, pre-packed at that time. Um, when Chris goes down on his knee, like I, you really don't hear that much of what he's saying because everyone else is around talking and stuff wow. like that. Like I, she probably said yes. Like that, they're like smiling like that, and then I, oh yeah, I shout just kiss already or something like that. I was like fuck off, kiss, and they kiss, and then when they both sit down, suddenly it goes like quiet enough to like hear a pin drop, and everyone in like the restaurant claps. I was like why the fuck didn't you guys shut up when it was happening? Like they waited till like it was over and they're like, Oh, it's over. Clap. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't want to interrupt or something. It's like, maybe stop. I mean, it was fine. I, I said, I said some words. I asked, I think I asked the question. She said, yes. It was, and it then, was just bad. And then every, everyone clapped, everyone clapped for us. And then I went, no, no, no. She said, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, they, it was just, and they all laughed, but God, uh, it was just such a yeah. weird timing thing where I was like, it was a what? blur though. Cause it, it legit, <laughs> like you would not have known that anyone in that whole restaurant knew that was happening. 
Yeah, I everyone's acting normal. Attention. Yeah. And then at the end, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We we all knew. We were just, you know, playing yeah. along. You're like, what the we, fuck? <laughs> we, 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 we were in on it. We were in on it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, Anyways, well, yeah, choices, story Chris. Of, that was the story of me getting engaged. And now, What can I say? You do as good choices. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> now, Sam, I propose that you tell us your list again so we can uh, engage yeah. you with our thoughts. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, mm. And I'm going to sign off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't married <laughs> to that segue. <sighs> okay, now I'm really leaving. Uh, my computer's <laughs> going to uh, restart again. Um, I cast uh, Kevin James okay. as Dell. <laughs> Sorry, what? Starts with a K. <laughs> I, starts, starts with a K, ends with a J. Uh, I cast... I, my God. I cast Kevin James as Dell and... Uh, and Jason Bateman as Neil. Neil. I think as good for sure. Cause I, I think though, Dope. like Ke- Jason Bateman is, I think pretty close to Steve, Steve Martin. Yeah. I think that's, that's almost the one for one. Cause like Jason Bateman's really funny. He's great, but he a- always plays the, you know, the straight man character. And I think he would nail it. I think he's good at playing a grumpy businessman who becomes a nice mm-hmm. dad. And um, I think Kevin James is a funny dude. I think he would just be this like jovial, like trying to help, but also being like a fucking weirdo character. I think, I think it'd be as good. I mean, in the best way where like this movie's really good and it would be also really good. Like, I think you would, you would do it at like literally would be just as good as a movie. <laughs> That's a good way. Nope. I think I'll take it. I'm more mixed feelings on this, but I think, you've done something different with this film. Chris went maybe more less away, like less real, even though this movie's not real at all, but it tries to play like this is the normal world and these crazy things are happening. Chris went for crazier like actors and stuff. So I think it could go that way. I think you maybe toned down on things a little bit because Kevin James, I don't think of as like as he's a ridiculous person, but he's not as high energy as well. John Candy, which is, that's not a fair comparison. <laughs> but also, however, and same with J- Jason Bateman, where I was like, I don't think he has the same like high energy as Steve Martin, but for these roles, I think that works really well insofar as they maybe come off a little bit more real. Um, so that could be a very good movie, and I think the emotional side will come through more. So it's less comedy with like kind of this tacked on, oh, we got you with a gut punch of like emotion. And it's more like you get a little bit hint of that all the way through. Uh, so I think that's good. It's not the same movie at all, but it's good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 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 No, good, good, good. Forrester, give us your list, brother, and we'll give you our thoughts. Okay. Playing Del Griffin, I have Jack of Black. And Neil Page, I have Simon Pegg, which I realize he could just be called Simon Pegg. That feels like a very Neil Page name. Mm-hmm. I. It's okay. You can I think it, no. I think it's as good a different way. I don't think it's like as good as Sam's. I think it's as good, kind of more towards not as good. Like I like Simon Pegg a lot, <laughs> and I like Jack Black a lot. I just don't know if Simon Pegg can like out steve martin steve martin yeah or, and i think that's well, okay <laughs> no so i think i think as good but on the lower end of as good like i think like this planes trains automobiles is not a beloved classic 
Look, Chris, you can just say not as good. That's fine. It's a good film. I'm okay with that, Chris. You no, don't no, have to no, no. I think so, it's a different movie, and it's almost as good. I'm there. You yeah, go. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm. I'm. I'm you. both. I'm both with Chris and simultaneously disagree with him. I think this movie is as good. I don't think it leans to. I don't think it's leaning to being worse or better. I think it's as good. Uh, I think that Simon Pegg could kill the role. I mean, he's really good in Star Trek and most of the new Star Trek Mission Impossibles. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's, I think he's good at playing, you know, a a straighter character uh, who is, you know, who is good at that physical comedy ass who's good with physical comedy. Uh, my biggest concern, and I guess my, also my biggest interest is just seeing how him and Jack Black would actually interact on screen together. Well, I'm sure they, and like, it, it could be, it could be. And I really hope, and I would, I would pay to see it at least once. Uh, I hope it would be good. I think it just would to be see good. if it's I'm like car sure. fire, but, it, but, <laughs> but it could also be a dumpster fire because they're, I, I Jack Black's a bit of a wild card. I mean, like, it could it's be either uh, it's either the Hangover or the Hangover Part Three. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was yeah. say, it, it could be a burnt out car, but the radio still works. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's playing Tenacious D. Wow! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I, to be honest, this one you know, I I had a lot of choices and I, I didn't feel really confident about any of them. So I tell you Too what, because I picked I'd, some the same as you guys. <laughs> Forrester, Forrester. I would give you a better if you make uh, Owen Kyle Gass. Who? The uh, Owen. Owen was oh, the, the, uh, the son, Motel's the son. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Make him who? <laughs> Kyle Gass, the the uh, the other, the other half member of Tenacious, of Tenacious D. D. Oh, okay. I the guy who looks like uh, what's his name? Uh, Andy from the from Conan. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I just didn't know the guy's name. I can make Tenacious D references, but know nothing about it, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I am a poser, guys. Man, Andy Richter would have been really good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. That's that's the same energy there as John Candy. Yeah. Or, um... Oh, well. Who's that? Alan Alan Tudyk. (laughs) Alan Tudyk would have been kind of fun. Wait, as... No, Alan Tudor can be either one of the hotel managers or the t- uh, taxi guy. <laughs> he would be great as Doobie. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, amazing. So that'll wrap up this episode of our podcast where we recast planes, trains, automobiles. Talked about my, uh, you know, spontaneous Inter. proposal to my now fiance, which was great. We had a good night. Um, but yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking this trip with us. Uh, you know, thank you for staying with us through planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, and by foot sometimes. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about our, our gruesome twosome picks, these odd couples we put together. So, you know, send us, send us your thoughts at, at CinemaSwap on Twitter. Or, you know, check us out on Instagram too. Um, and it would be great if you could, you know, give us sweet, sweet ratings and more, even better than that, recommend us to your, if you like the show, recommend it to friends, recommend it to family. When you go home for the holidays, whenever those holidays are, the only thing you should be talking about is this podcast cinema swap that you listen to 
And if you have to stick the earbuds in granny's ears yourself and press play because she'll love <laughs> us. Grandma's love us. Crazy uncles, crunkles love us, you know, especially, especially crazy uncles. Um, yeah. We always love, you know, spread the word, spread the good news. The, the gospel of cinema swap should be out there. And we are your shepherds. We are your prophets and truly we are your gods. Uh, so yeah, you guys want to add anything else to that? <laughs> uh, I don't, that got a little weird there. Um, <laughs> oh god! <bye. laughs> yeah. and, uh, and more important, sixty than us, bucks and my left nut says no one yeah. is listening through all that. <laughs> <laughs> more important than all of that, uh, enjoy your movie watching, everybody. Bye. Bye. Uh, Chris, those aren't pillows. Bye.